What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Weekend Wire, where you get your news fix for entertainment, video games, tech, really whatever comes across the desk here on the Weekend Wire. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you for listening to the Culture Jack Pot. Cast. This is a uh, new segment for myself. Uh, we are branching out here. I think that's exciting enough news to discuss. I am. Uh, this is my first go at this uh, new segment, and essentially, it's very similar, if not the exact same, as what uh, Dustin just did. We had spoke uh, a short time ago. I'd been thinking about it. Dustin had been thinking about it, and that is evolving kind of our shows. And allowing them to uh, grow would be one way to say it. I know that from past Monday Madness episodes, I had skipped several new segments that I felt uh, would have delayed the uh, show. And I would have just dredged on about this or about that and not really getting to the story. And so I either rushed the information or I skipped it altogether. So I am excited to start this uh, new segment, which is uh, I'm dubbing it the Weekend Wire, and we'll we'll see how this goes. So every Sunday you should be able to get this. As you know, my my counterpart, my uh, my uh, partner in crime, he started his uh, last Thursday. So you'll get a Thursday news episode with Dustin, a Sunday news episode with me. You'll still get the Friday show on Friday. You get Monday madness on Monday. And then, you, uh, WandaVision still going. So Dustin has the WandaVision episode on Saturday. So what does that mean? Well, that means you're getting five incredible episodes, uh, starting Thursday through Monday. And then anything in between that we elect to go with. Uh, but I, I believe, that it's going to be good uh, for both Dustin and I to, to do it this way. Um, you know, speaking on my part, I, again, it kind of frees me up. This first episode is going to be a little rough. I am shooting this the day of, so you're getting this the day of recording. If you listen to it, uh, when it comes out, my uh, hopefully my voice kind of sticks. I was a little bit under the weather over the last last uh, week. I don't want to go into too much details, but my my voice was kind of messing with me last couple of days uh and and i was a little concerned that maybe maybe i was gonna have to uh delay the uh podcast but here we are we're gonna go after it and uh see what we can do let's see what we've got here at the news desk today to share with you um a couple of things out of the gate it looks like movie web has released some information stating that the terminator that's right. The Terminator um, is getting an animated series on Netflix. It appears as though it's pretty legitimate, and uh, I'm excited to see what they come up with. Netflix has done an incredible job uh, with the animated series that I've seen, and their overall uh, hyper-focus on bringing new movies, TV shows, and, of course, animated series as well. So The Terminator, in my book, is Woken, plus... It's a uh, character and a story that I is going to live on forever. I mean, they've been doing well since it came out in the 80s to 90s to, you know, the 2000s, however many movies there are now and, and everything in between. So I'm excited. Uh, I haven't seen anything 
as far as if there's a specific cast assigned to it doing vocals or anything, but you know, I'm sure we'll see that as it comes. All right, let's uh, keep, let's keep moving here. Um, Cinema blend makes a comment or talks about Hawkeye's Jeremy Renner will be back on TV for a new show from Yellowstone's Taylor Sheridan. So, that's exciting. I don't know if you guys have seen Yellowstone. I have enjoyed it. It's on the Paramount, uh, the Paramount Network, I guess is what it's called, or the Paramount app, in which I there's supposed to be quite a bit of stuff coming out for that and everything around. It kind of sucks. I was I was hoping they would partner up with someone. Um, but essentially Yellowstone uh has the front runner of Kevin Costner, and it's got several other fairly big name actors in it and they own the Yellowstone Ranch and there's a really cool story behind it it's it's very it, it's it, it's a good show if you like something a little different if you like the country westerns kind of vibe mixed in with the new school stuff uh it, it's an enjoyable show i'm completely caught up on i think there's like 3 or 4 seasons excited to see what happens there i would I'm hoping that uh, Taylor Sheridan's runoff or or new show would be something similar. And I'm glad to see that Jeremy Renner is continuing to obviously work and uh, enjoy his work as well. So excited to see what comes of that. Um, let's see. Horror Lives Here uh, makes note that Neil Blumkin's or Bloomcamp's, I don't know why I say Blumkin, uh, Bloomkamp's alien movie reportedly back in development um, I know that everybody's kind of excited to see which direction the Marvel or the MCU goes with the alien characters as they have the rights to it now. Are they going to relaunch? Uh, there's there's so much speculation. Even I've, I've read stuff on animated series. I know that the comics have uh, resurged and they've got artists behind it and they're trying to develop that line and everything in between. Because, I mean, the alien IP is one big IP. It's. One of the ones like the Terminator, the Terminator IP is huge. Uh, you've got Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the D, you know, and that's just within the the uh, Disney kind of the Disney world. So Alien definitely has an opportunity to develop into something pretty damn big if done appropriately. And they they, they get kind of everything kind of sewn together. That's that's what I believe is the critical part when you're trying to rebrand or rebuild. And Alien has a hell of a following. I mean, they really do. From the the comic folks, the the people that live by the movies and then the Prometheus stuff and in everything in between the incredible um art and uh statue designs that have come out. It's just a amazing thing. I'm excited to see what direction that they finally start moving with uh, with that. Now, uh, IGN reports Henry Cavill may have just teased a secret Mass Effect project in the works. Um, you can check that out again, IGN. Supposedly, Henry Cavill is tied to it. We'll see. Um, you know, talking about Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, uh, there's been several things that I've seen noted recently about the DCU like bringing in variations of Superman, like they're kind like what they're teasing and what they're doing with Batman. And then 
um, you know, what they're doing with the Joker to some degree and everything else. And, and without seeing it, I don't know. You know, I, I know that Superman's a perfect character for them to run uh, essentially kind of like simultaneous stories because you got the younger Superman, older Superman, Superboy, the Man of Steel. You've got like so many different variations that it could be done, yes. I would just proceed with caution. I feel like the uh, DCU has a lot of greatness ahead of them, um, but they need to take a little bit of time ensuring that the stories are being told appropriately. And as you know, uh, Justice League is coming here pretty darn quick within a couple of weeks. Uh, shoot, less than three. Yeah, less than three weeks as I uh, broadcast this today. And with that, they finally announced this movie is going to be Four hours and two minutes long. Four hours, two minutes long on the new Justice League. And the Justice League, to me, um, it, it kind of sits weird in that DECU world to where it's like, okay, it's a Snyder Cut. He's supposed to uh, essentially uh, make or, or create what he wanted to create, and it's supposed to do extremely well, and then there's rumors of course of justice league two and uh if justice league two were um to be done it would be more more of the uh batman's nightmare and and this and that and i don't know yeah i mean we we just don't know not until it comes out and then we start seeing how successful it is and we also don't know a whole lot of what the DCU direction is other than, you know, we know that James Gunn's Suicide Squad is coming out this fall. I think that's going to do extremely well. Uh, we know, I believe Aquaman 2 is in development. Wonder Woman did well. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting. There's, again, been a lot of stuff based around Superman on Henry Cavill reprising his role and then a bunch of runoffs. So sounds kind of messy at the moment i am and and we'll just have to see what direction they go they've also got animated series coming out and and a lot of different things i'm excited uh just because i think it's good for obviously the ip but i also think it's good for uh the camaraderie or or the differences between the dcu and the mcu because they are whether whether we like it or not our competition for each other and we'll just have to kind of see which way we go now let me keep going here superman reboot sparks calls okay um some interesting things something interesting kind of popped up um collider reported on and i'll get to it here in a moment but who of you remember let me try to pull this up real quick so I can get my dates correct. I just found this to be extremely interesting. I had never heard this before. Um, and I want to make sure that a part of what I'm going to say is correct. Because I found this to be... <clears throat> All right, so let's see. Nicholas Cage was cast for... Clark Kent Superman and a Tim Burton canceled Superman film. Everybody remember that there's photo. The photos have been zooming around the web for years uh, with Nikki Cage in a uh, Superman outfit. And, you know, to think what would have happened had that been, especially with Tim Burton tied to it. Um, who knows if it would have been successful or not, but 
How crazy would that have been? Well, recently Collider reported that, did you know before Wesley Snipes was in Blade, he tried to get Black Panther, the movie made in the 1990s. Now, wouldn't have that, I feel like that would have been wild had Black Panther been made by Wesley Snipes in the 90s. Because a couple of things. One, Wesley Snipes was a big, he he was one of the top guys in the uh, action movie cinema at the time in the 90s. He was one of, you know, probably a, a half a dozen guys that were really doing well with Passenger 57 and, and just so many huge movies coming out. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's take a look at some of his some of his movies here i don't know why Pat's passenger 57 was the only one that came to mind wow this man has a lot of cinema under his belt oh the art of war uh he he also unfortunately kind of fell off there undisputed blade the trilogy of course uh demolition man which was awesome u.s marshals which was good murder at 1600 um, the fan with Robert De Niro. That was actually a really good movie. If you guys haven't seen that money train and so much more, but to think in the nineties and, and a lot of his big, big name movies were in the nineties. Let's let's okay. So 1989 Wesley Snipes was in major league and then 90 he did Mo better blues Kings of New York, new Jack city, which 1991 new Jack city. I saw that movie as a, as a teenager so many times over because of just, how incredible gangster movies were at the time, but that movie itself was so just such a big movie. Uh, 91, he was in Jungle Fever, White Man Can't Jump, 92, uh, The Water Dance, 92, Passenger 57, 92, uh, Boiling Point, 93, Rising Sun, 93, Demolition Man, 93. Jesus, this dude was doing three movies a year. Um, Drop Zone, Sugar Hill, uh, let's see, Money Train, those are 94, 95. America's Dream, The Fan, 96, Murder at 1600, 97, One Night Sand, 97, U.S. Marshals, 98, and then he gets into Blade, 98, and the movies just keep going and going and going. Anyways, big, you know, he was, he was a big, big deal in the 90s, and rightfully so, but to think that he would have been a incredible T'Challa, uh, but who knows what version of the story they would have told. I, I'm sure the execution would, or the, yeah, the execution would have been quite a bit different from the adaptation that we recently saw, um, Love and Cherish, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman passed. But to think if Wesley Snipes in his prime had been in it, what it would have been or what it could have been as far as uh, the story and, and the way he portrayed it, who knows? Um, the other thing with Wesley Snipes recently and I've seen several articles and they kind of lead you nowhere I feel like they kind of lead me nowhere but um I believe it was finally uh it was finally kind of squashed and that was Wesley Snipes had and I don't know if it was him directly there was just rumors of him with Blade because obviously you know let's look up and see how successful the Blade trilogy or Blade one two Let's do Blade movies sales. No. Um, Blade movies box office. 
Just one. I was thinking about this the other day, and of course, why? Okay, so Wikipedia. Gotta go to Wikipedia. Uh, Blade One 1998 was a success, grossing $70 million at the U.S. box office and $131 million worldwide. I don't know why I'm having a difficulty finding this. Okay. So it says it only cost $45 million, and there was Blade Two, and then Blade Three, of course, the trilogy with Ryan Reynolds and and everything in between. Anyways, I highly enjoy I enjoyed those movies. Uh Blade 2 and I don't know how the numbers are. There's has made close to 100 million. Something like that and I don't even see 3 on here. Anyways, um back to get on track. We all know that the there's a new Blade project in the works which to me is exciting. Blade's in, Blade's a fun character. I it has to be rated R though. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want a PG-13 blade. Um, the Grio finally states the reboot of Blade is on its way, but won't include iconic Wesley Snipes. And I don't know. I, I feel like all of this is just rumor, rumor mill crap, trying to get people interested maybe or or not. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Anyways, I'm excited to see the new Blade and what they put together. And... Uh, you know, is it, where does it sit in the MCU? Uh, are they going to cross over with anything? Are we going to see Blade and Morbius? Huh? Wouldn't that be cool? I think that'd be awesome. Um, or, or yeah, I guess, where where does he sit in the in the world? A lot more to come. I mean, we're still, we're still I feel like we're pretty early uh, for any kind of calculated Blade news that, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I'd love to see. Uh, it'd be cool to see Wesley Snipes in some kind of cameo or something in it, just a reprise. Because I, I feel like he did pretty good. Blade 1 and 2 was good. Blade 3, they were stretching it. But I feel like at that time, they, Hollywood as a whole was doing the whole more is better kind of deal, in which we learned from in that movie and many others to where it's not. Spider-Man 3 did the same thing. More is better. Let's throw, you know, all these characters in. Let's throw all these big name actors in. And let's just kind of ride it out. It's going to sell itself. Even though the story was shit, the execution was just hot trash. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Actually, there's nothing to see there. Blade's getting revamped. I'm excited. Uh, recently, comicbook.com reported Robert Downey Jr. returns to Iron Man? Question mark. This is going to go on for years to come. Um, Iron Man star Robert Downey Jr. on making a Marvel comeback. Never say never. Um, he, he's been reportedly saying that to several several uh, podcasts and interviews that he's recently had. Uh, toward the beginning, he was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I moved on. I'm moving on, blah, blah, blah. Who, you know, I, I, find it, I, I find it odd that some of these people, Hugh Jackman did the same with the Wolverine character, uh, I just find it weird on how you are such a highly successful uh, character within a movie universe, whether it doesn't even have to be the MCU. It just so happens to be for Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman. Well, kind of Hugh Jackman. Um, but anyways, you find success in a character. Yes, it's a it's a character that is driven from, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or DCU, whatever it is. Um, but you... 
wrap your, you know, whatever your contract is, your agreement is, and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. I, I think that's wild. It's like, why wouldn't you, you know, especially like uh, in, in really either one of their cases, I get it if they don't want to do another full movie and another full movie and another full movie. I get that. But to, to uh, whether it's cameoing or having, you know, segments, but you're not the main character, I, I think that's crazy. You know, I do. I think Robert Downey Jr. could have and maybe will um, continue stuff from, uh, I would say, probably the pre-snap if there's anything beforehand, because it just makes sense. I I think it would be strange if they did a typecast or a recast for anything that was pre-snap. Now, post-snap, obviously, uh, we know what happened there. But uh, again, why wouldn't they, with technology, bring a digital uh, a representation of them? I don't know. I find that to be... Uh, just kind of kind of strange i don't know maybe that's just me um in, in oh shoot trying to find my uh i just lost it all right i'll have to find that one in a minute um the nurse reports it's been 11 years since district 9 is district 10 really on its way neil bloom bloom camp is writing district 10 a district 9 sequel district 9 if you guys have not seen that is an incredible movie in fact, if you haven't seen that, make sure and watch it. Take a little bit of time. If you like a really cool science fiction, sci-fi show, it's it's great. It really is. I you know, it was also produced by Peter Jackson and Caroline Cunningham. Um, the United Yeah, let's see. Yeah. So we'll see. There's the article. Okay, that's what I was that's what I was searching for. So it looks like he is writing. The sequel, he calls it District. Okay, so Bloomcamp shared news on Twitter that fans of the sci-fi film have long waited to hear. The director says he's working on a screenplay for District 9 follow-up, which we first heard about at the Variety. He calls it District 10, not just because it makes logical sense, but because the name of the new immigrant colony the aliens were moved to. Uh, Bloom Camp is working on the script and his writing partners, Coplay and Terry Tatchell. Uh, let's see. They also helped uh, Bloom Camp with writing Chappie in 2015. That's, I mean, there's a lot of fluff in here. I mean, there is a lot of buff. He made the movie for 30. Okay, so he made the movie for 30 million. It doesn't even say what the, what the other one is. A fraction of the cost of his film, Elysium, but District 9 is... Okay. Anyways, check it out. That Neil Bloomkamp's movies, I I enjoy them. Uh, you know, whether it's Elysium, District Nine, uh, Chappie. I don't know. I, I I like the way he does it. I like just his stories, everything between. Now, let me find. There was a bit of news here that I thought was strange. Once I can find it. Oh, it looks like yeah. While I'm looking for it, the Monster Hunter movie is now available on digital. That's the. Uh, Milojevic, the adaptation film from the video game over. I have not seen it yet. I will have to see. I'll have to see kind of what's going on there. I'm still looking for this other news article. But in the meantime, here's some more MCU. The direct is being reported that Marvel Studios is almost in disbelief over their Eternals movies details. Marvel Studios reportedly near disbelief over MCU Eternals movies. High quality. 
that's an interesting quote. And I'm excited to see, you know, the Eternals has a heck of a cast. It's been in the works for a little while now. I'm I'm stoked to see what comes of it. Uh, the Boys Season 3 is starting to shoot, which is also exciting. I am a huge fan of the show. And let's see, The Boys Season 3, Carl Urban, and cast post-look set photo, which is just them lined up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, super stoked for that. Let me find uh, Adam Sandler uh recently green lights happy gilmore 2 which is crazy to me i mean like 30 years later or 25 years later uh that'll be interesting so for those that remember happy gilmore that was one of the one of the many movies but one of them nonetheless that really cemented adam sandler in the comedy genre of film and cinema and i believe it was it was a part of his uh Happy Madison Production Company and, and everything of the like. And it's an icon when it comes to sports comedies and just comedies from the 90s as a whole. So super excited there. Okay, here we go. Finally, I found the news. I was looking for those other clips were, were good news, I feel like. But this is one. Let me actually look this up because I feel like when I read this the other day, and I saved it and I looked at it yesterday as I was starting to kind of figure out what I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I feel like it, it's, it could be wrong, but uh, let's, huh? Well, it's not giving me a lot of it. No, there it is again. Wow. Okay. All right. So the halo, Halo, the TV show, um, well, really Halo anything, whether it's a movie or a TV show, has been kind of the the talk of what could be for many, many, many years. And most recently, it, you know, they were talking, okay, we're going to do a TV show. It was going to be on Showtime. Now, as of a couple of days ago, it was announced that it, it has moved from Showtime to paramount plus now what that means who knows i you know i i do know that there are differences um from creative rights from um you know the way you tell your story budgets how they how they let you do certain things how they don't how you know all, all of that does come with i guess the territory and uh i'm excited to see any adaptation of master chief in the halo story uh come to life paramount again the only thing i'm familiar with is yellowstone as far as that direct I, i'm sure i mean paramount movies there's there's plenty but uh the the tv show so i'm assuming and i'll have to do more on what this actually we can do that right now so halo's coming to paramount plus let's look and see what exactly is paramount plus okay Okay, so Paramount Plus live sports breaking news, a moment or a moment, a mountain of entertainment. CBS All Access is growing and will become Paramount Plus on March 4th. So it's not even out yet. Uh, don't wait. Get 50% off today. Sign up for all CBS All Access annual plan today. Get 50% off your first year. Um, peak streaming. 
So it comes with CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, MTV, and the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Um, and it's, I guess it's highlighting some of its originals. The Stand, Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, SpongeBob the Movie, Why Women Kill, Tuning Out the News, and Star Trek Discovery Soon. To Star Trek. Uh, peak action with CBS, CBSN, CBS HQ, and ET Live. Uh, I don't know, man. Like the landing page, I feel is a little lackluster. And then they show a bunch of shows in the background from CBS and CIS. Why doesn't it tell me? I guess it's not out now. Let's do try it now. I don't know how much it cost. It's mostly, I feel like most of this stuff. So, okay, okay, okay. Most of this stuff appears to me as um, just television broadcasted stuff at this time. Like your regular stuff that's on the TV that you probably saw with your cable network or maybe you didn't. So I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure they're. Again, like a lot of these other platforms, when HBO Max launched, when the Disney Plus launched, I feel like they either do very, very well with promoting all the stuff they're about to do, or they do it kind of like this to where they kind of trickle it in. They're trying to do it. But another player in the digital video and show space, that just means competition is going to get a heck of a lot more stiff with uh, shows and movies in which I'm sure... Somewhere, if I dug, they probably bought um, Halo from Showtime. Would be my guess. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because right now Showtime, I believe, is just an add-on. It does. It's not independent and it's not partnered with anybody, which is a dangerous space to be in at this time. Um, and I say that because if you look at like what they're doing, CBS, what I just uh, just announced, or you look at like uh, what HBO Max has done, where they're partnered with. You know, the DC stuff, they've got their anime and their cartoon stuff. They've got like a group of of different producers within that umbrella, allowing for a multitude of, you know, very specific or genre specific content to be in, you know, HBO series or DC EU stuff or Warner Brothers stuff. It's, it's pretty exciting. Um, so right now, here it is. <clears throat> Pick a planet, says CBS All Access, a.k.a. Paramount Plus which is what it will turn into. Uh, let's see. Limited commercials with one week free. $60 a year thereafter. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways, commercial free. Download videos and play offline. That's kind of cool. $100 a year. So it's less than 10 bucks a month. I'm not going to click on it because I don't, I don't want it. But um, I'll have to do some kind of follow-up to this as they get closer to the launch. Because March 5th is only a couple of days away in their landing page. I still feel, I still feel like uh, they could they could have shown more more content because it's not overly appealing. But then again, I don't watch, I don't generally watch CBS. And I'm not, you know, BET or Comedy Central or Nickelodeon. I guess my kid watched Nickelodeon. Um, but I don't really watch any of those. Uh, channels maybe I did though you know maybe I did and I, I just have forgotten since of 
since Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, and all that. I, I don't know. I mean, the sports stuff's always cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's Paramount Plus coming out March fifth. Maybe it interests you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're uh, just gonna have to see what comes. Yeah. That pretty much wraps up what I've got for you today. I don't want to sit here and dredge on. I do have other new stuff that I want to uh, investigate a little bit further. Um, I did, to bring it back up real briefly, to think that if Nicolas Cage was Superman and Wesley Snipes was T'Challa in the 90s, do you think that it would have impacted at all or it would have just been scrapped? Because, I mean, as we know, there was the Avengers stuff. There was... uh, Oh shoot! There was the Avengers stuff. There was why why the Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in the '90s and even even a little earlier that was never never considered for anything for the future. And then uh, obviously we have the modern MCU, which has been highly successful. I don't need to go into that, but I just think it would it would have been crazy to see him do that. But I guess fortunately for Wesley Snipes, he did do Blade, and we got what we saw so that's it for the news today folks thank you for tuning in to the weekend wire i'm your host anthony make sure check out monday madness i've got a a little bit of a new not a little bit of a i don't know why i just said that why did i just say that i got a new episode of monday madness coming out monday of course thank you guys so much for tuning in as always uh i brought it up in the beginning of the show and i'm bringing it up now at this moment, we're dropping five shows for you within a, within five days. And I know it's back-to-back. I know you're going to have to get used to all of this content. But between the uh, Thursday news, the Friday show, the Saturday WandaVision review and, and suggestion or recommendation, uh, the Weekend Wire on Sunday, Monday Madness on Monday, That is an incredible amount of content that I hope you find something that you enjoy within there. And of course, follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and and many, 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 many more. Um, We also post regularly to Facebook. So that's another another spot you can find all of our podcasts and, and some content for both Dustin and I and much more. I appreciate you tuning in to this episode and have a great weekend we'll talk to you on monday